Welcome, welcome, welcome to No Funk and Strictly Monkin, the only monk rewatch podcast that, as the title suggests, contains absolutely zero funk. And I am your host, one of the two, Jake Christie. Uh, I'm a longtime monk fan, monkophile, you might say, and I'm joined by, as always, my compatriot, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Oh, man. I am so amped to talk about this episode and probably every episode going forward. You see, and he just laid out a little bit of the conceit of the podcast, if you're first time with us. He is watching every episode of Monk for the first time, whereas, like I said, I've seen them before. So that's the journey you're on with us, and we're here to talk about the second episode of Monk, Mr. Monk and the Psychic. Generally, Andre, what did you think about this episode? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I think it's, um, like I said last week, it's just, it's a joy to watch it every, mm-hmm. every time. I mean, granted, it's only been two episodes, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best part is that around the same, I feel like at the same time I figured out, like on the same minute mark for both episodes, mm-hmm. that's when I figured out what the, what the whole thing was essentially, mm-hmm. or like a part of it at least. Yeah. But but it doesn't at all diminish any part of this experience mm-hmm. because it's just it's so fun and it was a great mm-hmm. episode i like that it was shorter of course um yes. yeah that that we'll get more into it later but mm. my my it's a positive experience yeah and this is uh like we talked about in the first one this is one of those episodes where you see the killing beforehand and you see who did it um i just want to talk first and foremost the first thing you see is a guy moving a ramp onto a highway well no, no like a dual bend in a road now when i watched this again i couldn't help but laugh a little bit because it's just such an absurd way to kill someone <laughs> to drag <laughs> a middle ramp onto a road um yeah i don't know i gotta admire the creativity um but yeah i i think that that is definitely definitely coming out of the gate with monk like you would think they take like season seven where it's like death by ramp but uh yeah I, it was really um a really fun opening sequence, I think, because um, it, it, it was a lot of tension because you knew it was happening the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Then that's the thing. It's like it's you. It's not. It's a detective show, but it's also like you have the facts. Like you are. Yeah, on, exactly. Um, and, and a better footing. It, yeah, it's like it's not a. It's not like a who did it. A lot of times, uh, it's um, well, who done it. It's not a whodunit most of the time. It's like a how or like how is he going to solve it? Because um, let's just get into it, you know. So the episode starts with there's a guy who you eventually learn is the uh, ex police commissioner who is on the phone with his wife who is speeding home in the rain, and you get through context clues that uh, she believes that her pet dog was hit by a car, and so she's rushing home. Because she, you know, loves the dog. There's a great moment where, as he's saying that, they cut to the dog in his car. Which, like, he didn't need to bring the dog, but I love that for the visual. Like, the visual of that is really good. Um, That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, he could have just left the dog at home. Um, but, uh, and then she, you know, goes around a bend really quickly. And as he's talking to her on his, like, headphones that look, like, way too new for 2002. I didn't realize we had that technology back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's dragging big metal ramps into the middle of the road. So when she comes around the bend, she goes flying off of a cliff and uh, crashes her car and dies. Uh, and then credits. <laughs> so that's where the episode starts off. Um, okay. Yeah. Can I... One thing sure. I want to say. 
Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, you just referred to the fact that you're not sure, like, if the technology was there for this kind of thing. My whole thing, it's like, obviously, they're treating it, or he's trying to make it seem like it's an accident. So mm-hmm. he doesn't anticipate any, you know, investigation to, to occur afterwards. But mm-hmm. isn't there, like, a way, or was it was there a way at the time to triangulate where someone's cell phone was? Like, uh, not, you know what I, mean? I don't I don't think in the pe- past tense there was. Um, yeah, there definitely wasn't, actually, because I, I know the technology that they do that with, and I don't believe you could do it in the past tense. Um, okay. Also, I also think that they would have to subpoena his cell phone records, and there's not any reason There's no to reason, do that. yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, because her cell phone, but they knew where she was. His cell phone, right. they would have to get a subpoena, even if that technology did exist. Now, the technology that did exist before at this time, and so, you know, they... Uh, I'll get to the psychic bit in a second. But the biggest hole in terms of the, their inability to solve this case, in my opinion, is that Monk points out that the trajectory of where she landed just doesn't make sense with, uh, like how like the road. And Stammeyer mm. waves it off like, ah, she was speeding. It's like, like there's like that's actual science. Like you could tell. Like that's not a guess. <laughs> like, well, well, not not only that, but like there was also um, I don't know if Adrian ever told anybody, but yeah, there were no tree branches broken, so that shit had yeah. to have been flying off, like you know, at an incline. Yeah, and there's like the metal on the road for the ramp, and there's no tire treads. Like there's a lot going on that is kind of hand waved away, which I think does make sense when you think about it being the ex police commissioner. Um, uh, right. But well, I do think that that you know helped a lot with me thinking about what you know the 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 to do whether to do a show about cops in this day and age is uh, the second episode of the bad guy is a cop so you know this and not, like the biggest my, cop yeah the biggest cop and like yeah and he very clearly thinks he's gonna get away with it because he's a cop so you know we really showed him but <laughs> this episode is not really so much about it's not Mr Monk and the police commissioner it's not Mr Monk and the lady who crashed on the beach. Mr. Monk and the Psychic. And so, after the opening credits, we wake up with, uh, what's her name? Dolly something or other. I should have written that down. Dolly uh, Flint, which is... Dolly which Flint. Is a, which is a nice nod to something, to a clue that happens later on. It's very stone. Oh, I didn't even think about that. There's a stone, yeah. Um, she yeah. wakes up in her car next to the car of the commissioner's wife. And she's like, oh my god, I divined this. I'm psychic. I finally got one. And then you learn, you know, she's like a con woman. She's been arrested many times. She's never been right, yada, 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 yada. And so I think that the episode very quickly sets up what the tension for Monk is. Well, he actually has two tensions. One, obviously, going against the police commissioner. But then also, like, his world cannot exist if Dolly Flint is actually psychic and is able to solve cases. Like, it can't, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it can't be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Uh, he is, um, let's just say he doesn't care for the psychic industry. I mean, he and I don't disagree there. Um, but yeah, he's just like, no matter what happens, and, and I, I, normally, you'd have to suspend your belief for, like, police believing a psychic, but, like, if a psychic woke up next to a person's body... By the way, we need to mention that this is important. The car was covered by a mudslide because it was raining, which, yes. like, the guy probably should have anticipated, but it's not here or there. So, she, like, a car that no it's one could Bay see. Area. A car no one could see, and a psychic just wakes up next to it. 
I mean, I don't blame the police if they're like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) she found it. Yeah, I mean, point is, everyone is just trying to make this seem like an accident. So there's Mm -hmm. no need to second guess any anything in regards Mm -hmm. to that. And so, a thing I actually skipped because I actually realized that it doesn't cut to Dolly Flint right after the credits. It cuts to a press conference with the former police commissioner, and he talks to Monk and. Like, there's a line I really don't like that Stalmeyer says, like, hey, don't you mess around with him. You don't know what he's going through. And it's like, the fuck are you talking about? Of course he does. And, of course, Monk gets to say, yes. I do. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course he does. Like, that's – I get that they're just setting Monk up for that line, but, like – I don't know what, but I feel like this episode in particular showcased a lot of different parts of Monk. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, very sensitive – but also later on in the episode, he kind of becomes like a total like hard ass for a second. Like he's yeah. just like dogging, dogging people. And it's, I don't know, it was a nice little showcase for me compared to the first episode. Well, yeah, because I think that he a lot of times gets pigeonholed into being soft and, to, and you know, like not being able to uh, put any backbone in anything he says. And I think that those episodes are the ones that are the weakest. I think the stronger ones are ones where he's not out of character, but like, I think that he really cares about what he does and that he is willing to when he knows he's right he can say with his chest a little bit um yeah so um monk is not having this bs for a second one about it being an accident and two about dolly flint solving it um and uh and like i said on the first episode that there's a every trope hit in any episode of serialized television not serialized. We, uh, you know, procedural television is hit in Monk. And am I am I wrong in saying that there, every cop show has a, a psychic episode, right? Like there's yes. everyone. Yes. I mean, even Psych, which is about a guy being a fake psychic, has an episode where there's another psychic. I mean, it just uh, there's got to be some psychics. Yes, and you know what? Like it's and and what happens every time? They're proven to be frauds. Well, yeah, because I think it'll be kind of hard. To continue, if you're doing a show about, like, a detective who uses, like, hard-boiled punches or, like, great observation to solve cases, and then you introduce another character who actually just ha- hears from the spirits about what happened, it's like, fuck this guy with deductive reasoning. <laughs> I want to go, well, why am I not watching that person? Yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 that's a great point, yeah. No, of course, then cops would be superfluous, mm-hmm. as, as they're being made out to be after mm-hmm. all. <laughs> so, it, we very quickly learned that this police commissioner is a piece of shit, right? Like, I think that, I mean, I think from the moment you, uh, I mean, we know he killed his wife, but, like, he's even, like, I think he's even bad at pretending, like, he's sad that his wife died. Am I wrong about that? Like, I felt like the entire time it's like, dude, they're going to realize that you killed your wife. No, 100%. And, I mean, that's, every, I mean, the, you can't help but feel that way after you see the first scene of the episode. Sure, though. sure. I guess that's true. But there's also, I mean, a funny, funny thing is, is part of basically the reason you learn that he killed her is because she's inordinately wealthy and he doesn't love her and he wants to keep uh, her money. As far as not Mo- only does Mur- he not Mur- love her, he despises yeah. her. Yes, he despises her. Right, that's the thing. They despise each other. Um, and so he wants to kill her and make sure that it looks like an accident so he gets the yada, 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 yada. Fun fact, though. Not only that, but he... Who- oh, sorry. But they no. also, he, that's why, this is another part of it, he also needed the body to be found. Oh, I forgot about that. Right, 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 right. He couldn't just, she couldn't have yeah. just gone missing because it wouldn't have been um, 
gave an out for like five years or whatever. Uh, Correct. Yeah, because actually no, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't have been because it has to be, if it, if it's gonna be declared an accident, it has to be. Uh, like you can't be declared death by accident in incept in absentia. Anyway, um, Correct. but this guy, really rich snooty asshole, wants to keep his wife money. The actor who plays his name is John Bourgeois. Uh huh. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> Does this? I mean, okay. Is this like a thing that happens all the time? Like, like Dolly Flint being a character, and as we discussed earlier. No, 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 no. That's no, like no I'm not saying. Thing? I'm not saying that's the, that's not the character's name. That's the actor's name. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So they right. just happen to cast. Like, I don't know if he like was like, okay, my name's Bourgeois. I gotta typecast myself as rich people who are horrible. But he really does it really well, and um, I don't know. A lot of uh, Monk relies on you believing that people are willing to kill Monk, and I think that you get it pretty clear when he conf- when Monk confronts him. You're pretty like, oh shit, Monk better you know pull it because he's gonna kill him. You know what? I'm, okay, so I'm really I'm really pissed that this is what happens. But essentially, what like Monk, you know, obviously takes uh, an interest in the case. He meets the commissioner, and he tells him that he's going to, you know, look into it and all that stuff. And why the hell did he not just tell Monk to just fall back right then and mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Would it seem too obvious to him? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, There is a lot of questions with this, with how Monk is operating and what he isn't isn't able to do, um, which we should talk about a little bit. So basically... He um, first decides to, uh, yeah, he goes to the uh, police commissioner's, like, after funeral thing, you know, like the soiree at his house. Not a soiree, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, And he finds out, yeah, no, because the memorial is, like, at, like, the party after a funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no one wants to call it a party, but, like, funerals have parties, you know what I mean? Like, it's just just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, Um,. But anyway, that uh, he finds that all of the wife's bo- stuff is in boxes, which is like, what the fuck, man? Like, you really well, must fucking on. hate her. Another, another monkism that leads into this is that oh, right, right, when, right, he, right, 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 right. when he talks to the commissioner, the commissioner gives him a two-hand handshake, which, you know what? I fucking hate that, too. So, yeah. totally. So after that, he like runs off to go to the bathroom walks into the you know walks into like i guess the wife's bathroom or i don't know what it was uh, exactly I, I, maybe but... the master bathroom yeah correct and so that's when he finds like all of her stuff packed up and ready to go like and so yeah that that's that's how he discovers that there's something afoot here yes i mean i think he already thought there was something afoot but uh i think this is and, and then the commissioner catches him obviously like you know what's gonna happen whenever anyone is snooping around someone's right. house you like see the camera start to slowly move, and you're like, okay, so they're framing the doorway, so clearly he's gonna be in it. Um, yep. And so Monk's like, "What are you doing? Throw all this stuff away?" Except he says he's a little more coy, and the commissioner's like, "You know, you just, I just want to get rid of everything. You know, I just don't even want to think about it anymore." And then Monk goes, and it was like, "You know, you must know what I mean." And Monk's like, "No, I haven't gotten rid of anything of Trudy's. Yada 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 yada." And the thing that really troubled me is that. It would be so easy for the commissioner to say, rather than just stand there dumbfounded, like, oh my god, I'm having an I'm guilty look on his face, he could have either just said, well, I guess people grieve in different ways, 
That's the easiest thing uh-huh. in the world to say. But he has to be like, <gasps> I'm so clearly guilty. Don't, uh, I, you caught me in a lie. Oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Dolly Flint, though. Um, so, Monk wants to, you know, talk to her. And so, Sharona gets a session with her. And they do a tarot card reading. Now, you are born and raised in Los Angeles. What's your experience with tarot card readings? Um, enlighten me, because I have never experienced and don't plan on experiencing, if I'm being honest. Um, well, to be completely honest, um, I've never I've never been to one. I, well, growing up Catholic, uh, you're taught to, like, fear them, because it's, like, uh, you know, devil kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know too much about it. My sister's done it, and according to her, they were legit... But also, I don't know if you knew this, she went to the to not just a medium. She went to the Long Island medium. I don't know if you're familiar Wait, you, with her work. Your sister went to the Long Island medium? Yes, she went to the Long Island medium. I mean, I don't trust most mediums, but I definitely trust that medium. Um, now, whenever I uh, see tarot cards, I always think of a tweet that I pulled up because I think this is one of my favorite funny tweets uh, from 2015 at boring underscore as underscore heck tweeted. In brackets, like the show in action. Mysterious uh-huh. old lady flips tarot card, revealing a dude who looks exactly like me, flying a hot air balloon directly into power lines. Then I say, is that good? <laughs> okay, now I fucking got it. Yes, okay. Yeah. Love that tweet. So I think about them whenever I think of tarot cards. Um, so, and then there's also the bit where uh, Dolly is feeling Sharona's head and like making predictions. And did you catch what she says? Because they kind of cut to Monk. Did you hear what she says about that? Um, okay. No. Say the first line and I might remember. Well, no, it's not a line. It's just that she referred to Sharon's like, does this really work? And Dolly oh, says... Oh, okay. Yeah. She asked her... If, she says that there's like a young boy in your life. No, 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 no. I'm it's... not talking about what the prediction is. It's, it's a very specific thing. It's not even like an important line. But she talks about like, does it really work? Feeling someone's goal? And he says, yes, it's called phrenology. Which like, that's... Phrenology is almost like 99. You know the study of people? Nine, no, that's anthropology. Phrenology is a term that 99.9% of the time you'll hear it is in the, a racist context. Like, the only time before this episode I oh. ever heard the term phrenology is that basically that was how people used to, like, justify slavery. They'd be like, African people's skulls are a certain shape, and that means they're bad. Well, that basically was the gist of it. And it's all of a sudden she's like, yeah, and she's like, feeling red. This is, I know that you're going to get this and that. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you're using the same, like, Wait, that's what two- Leonardo DiCaprio, when Leonardo DiCaprio brings out the skull in Django Unchained, that's what he's demonstrating, phrenology. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, it, you're right. However, I also did, the only other time I've ever heard the word phrenology, it's, I think it's the name of a Roots album. That uh, sounds about right. That sounds yeah. like something that it would be. And um, there are a lot. On it, there, there are very few terms that you could tell me or name a roots album that I wouldn't believe you. Um, but yeah, that does track. Um, and so. Wow. Okay. What? No, I can't. I mean, I didn't know that phrenology meant that, but that's crazy. I mean, it doesn't exclusively mean that, but like, I just it just it was just like, what the fuck? You? Like, because also, even if you don't mean it in that context. If part of the original science was that, I just don't think you should use it anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, uh, sidekicks are bad. So no. Um, so, so she's when, feeling bad. Yeah, she's feeling her head, and she's you know using cards, and basically, what uh, she like makes predictions about like that she has a young man in her life, which is Benji, her son, who we see in this episode again, who is played by a different actor. 
Um, I had forgotten. Okay, that I did that... notice that. I noticed that. Yeah, I, noticed I had forgotten that. that it was a new actor, but like, who the fuck cares? He's a kid. Um, yeah. But like, I'm sorry, child actor. Like, they replaced Bobby on Mad Men like 17 times, and I noticed once. So, um, I think there's actually six different actors who played Bobby Draper, which is. You gotta wonder what January Jones was doing. Um, which but... is the best Bobby, though? I think the last one, but that's only because he's the one who had the most speaking lines. Like, I'm not going to say, like, yep. two-year-old Bobby was the best Bobby. That'd be weird. No, I really think yeah, that one was cooing in season one. Yeah. I only um, got the two seasons before I thought it was uh, boring. Uh, I love Mad Men. But anyway, um, then there's the scene with uh, Monk snooping in her kitchen, and there's a great Monk cringe moment that I'd like you to describe, because I think that it is... Uh, I think Monk is fully in the right here. Um, okay, so we're talking about how, what, her kitchen is fucking disgusting? The, not just that it's disgusting, but when, he, it's when she asks, why are you in the kitchen, you know, what happens? Oh, because he's thirsty. Um, okay, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's perusing through her, like, um, her, med- her or essentially what, her, what is her medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. It's just standing there in the sink. And she catches him because, of course, he spills a glass, or he drops mm-hmm. a glass, and so she comes in coming in hot asking him what he's what what he's up to and remind me what 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 are you trying to get out of here that she he's like i'm thirsty and she fills up a glass that has a gigantic lipstick stain on it like that's completely yes. unwashed and hands it to him and he's like i'm not thirsty anymore and it's like honestly <laughs> play for laughs like monkey you can't just like i wouldn't drink from that what, what the, that's disgusting no yeah the funny thing was when I first saw the place, because cause you, you see, like, a view in, like, the mm-hmm. living room, and, and you see it, like, outside, and it looks like she's by the water somewhere, so I was like, oh, my God, this place is nice. As soon as, like, you see every the rest of the house, I'm like, nah, this place is a dump. This lady yeah. needs to get her life together. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing, is she's very clearly, uh, just as a person, like, a dump, and I don't mean that to mean, like, ugly, but just, like, everything about her is, she's completely disorganized. Like, you get the idea, like, this woman does just not have her shit together enough. Correct. Um, so they, so when Monk is, you know, uh, you know, he's washing his hands because, oh wait, because Sharona wants to hear her fortune and to get him to leave to stop asking questions about, you know, uh, Dolly finding the body. About the investigation. Yeah. She bites his hand because, you know, he needs to get a wipe in the car, which once again, she is a registered nurse. She's a registered (laughs) nurse. Right. She is on the clock. She is working for Monk <laughs> at that moment. Wait, does she do? Does she do? Does she do like actual like hospital work? No, but she is a registered nurse in that. I mean, she there's an, there is an episode spoiler alert, where, uh, as you guessed, that she threatens to quit a lot. Where she does briefly go back to working in a hospital. So she is a registered nurse. Um, okay. So, but imagine you are a someone who is hired by someone to be their nurse with their mental health. And because you want your fortune read, you purposely do something that, like, gives them anxiety so they leave. <laughs> Just... <laughs> but you know what? She's a better investigator than Monk because she that... knew if, mm-hmm. she, if she did that, that he was going to go outside and find the next clue. Sure. Am I so being he, for yeah. real? No, no, I'm not. It was a coincidence. She's yes. a terrible person. Now, a thing I like, though, about that scene where he, he basically goes outside, grabs the wipes, and he drops one, and he leans down, and he sees the gravel on her driveway because of course she has a gravel driveway and it looks like it's a very black unique looking gravel and he picks it up and then you hear that piano the boom 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 you know it's a clue um and uh he puts it in the bag and when you saw that 
what did you think of because I remember when I, I feel like when I first saw it I'm like is this really going to be about a piece of gravel like because that's such a cluey clue what, what was your take yeah. like what did you what are you kind of like Ugh, okay so it's going to be about like sampling gravel through a microscope or whatever uh, no, not at all. No, no. I just, I just knew that literally, no pun intended. This guy could not leave any stone unturned. I knew mm-hmm. that that there was going to be a good reason for it. So at this point, Tony Shalhoub, guide me, lead me wherever you want. That's definitely the right attitude to watch Monk with. So obviously, because he has that gravel, he needs to see. His next step is to look at the car driven by um that's my thing how did he how did he automatically think like you know what i'm gonna compare this like i knew that he was suspicious of but that seems like a really i think a couple things i think actually i think just the one thing i think that unlike most cases where monk's all analytical i think the fact that we're dealing with a guy whose wife died monk Mm -hmm. sees the way he's acting and is like this guy's guilty he has to be and that's not normally how Monk operates, but like with a dead wife, it's like, yeah, the rules are different, I think. That he just knows that he can't comp- that the idea that he could act that way and is not be the murderer is so crazy to him that he has to be the murderer. And so he goes yeah. to a, a uh, strip mall where there's a pet shop where he's where this dickhead is uh, dropping off the wife's dog. To a pet store. Not like a kennel, a pet store. So, yeah, fuck that guy. Um, and <laughs> and Monk, you know, goes down to his tires and he gets the matching uh, gravel. So he goes to the hardware store and, yeah, what what mishap happens at the hardware store? Because um, this is like, this is a bit sticky, I think. It's a bit too much of a mishap, but um, what happens? Yeah, he, play, he places like the two rocks that he collected from her tire and his tire. And he places it on... You know, I'm really bad at hardware stores. I don't know what the hell that was, but it was. It's a paint sort of shaker. Vibrating... Basically, when you sh- ah when yeah yeah, you need to sh- you need to mix paint basically because all paint they really don't sell paint in the color as it exists. So they need to basically mix it like um, you know, like a printer where they mix like the different components. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he drops it in there. He or like he drops it, it gets shaken it. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gets shaken up, and so he, he he holds on to the one, but he obviously needs the second one to be able to compare it to the original, and he goes up to the the cashier or the cashier register, I guess, gets like on the gets on the horn and just sounds out like, oh, I need everybody to look for the stone. Um, it's somewhere. Well, it's in the a pebble. Store, it which, looks yeah. like it's like it's a pebble. It is the size of yeah. a pebble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a small pebble, the size of a a, a small pebble. And so they comb over it. They go through all the trash. Uh, the clean the the worker there had, uh, sw- I think, uh, he Swept was sweeping. Up so they it. suspect. Yeah, yeah. he suspected that it might be in the trash somewhere. So he ends up getting uh, Trudy. Uh, no, not Trudy. Sorry, what's her name? Sharona. Sharona. He ends up getting Sharona to go into the dumpster and look for it, and he realizes the whole time that it's been in his hair. Yes. So that is another thing that Michael Richards also could have pulled off. There are very few actors who you can believably think would have uh, yes. a pebble in their hair and not notice. It's so thick. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, 100%. I just love I love Monk's obliviousness in that moment when he finds it because he's so happy he found it that he doesn't even think. Like, he's like, Sharona, I, I found it. And she's livid at him, obviously, because it was his hair the whole time. But he's like, no, 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 but I found it. 
Yeah, no. I mean, I would be super pissed if I had a dumpster dive. Like, I'm a germaphobe, but, like, I'm no Howie Mandel, and I'm not mm. Monk, so. Yeah, it's, no, uh, you. I just, I just love that, that it's in Saturday. Now, the thing that I definitely was concerned about is, it, it obviously isn't what ends up getting the commissioner caught, and we'll get to that in a second, but the chain of evidence on that pebble is just, like, not, it, like, it doesn't actually matter at a certain point, like, Monk can't go to the cops and be like, hey, I got this one from Dolly Flint's house, and I got this one for the commissioner's uh, car, because he's going to be like, why would we believe you? You're just a private citizen. <laughs> oh, and like, and the guy, the employee, I forgot who he, yeah. The he, he talks he, to the, uh, yeah. the first guy, the first guy that he gets information from tells him that like, nobody has these kind of, this kind of gravel. So, sure. yes, my, so it's like definitely some like upper scale kind of stuff. Well, yeah, no, I understand it's a, my, my point more so is that, like, if you are Captain Stahlmeier and Monk comes in with two identical pebbles and says one is from Dolly Flint and one is from the commissioner's car, you're just going to have to take his word for it. Like, that's not evidence. Like, there's a reason no, why— 100%, yes. yes. It's like, I, as I wrote in my notes, it's like Ryan Braun all over again. The chain of evidence, you know, got screwed up. Oh, boy. People wow, forget about that. we're doing Ryan Braun jokes. We're doing Ryan Braun jokes. I mean— it's where my mind went, and I mean that. I really wish that in the moment I had that thought, when I heard chain, when I, my mind said chain of evidence, my first thought wasn't, oh, Ryan Braun. Uh, yeah, so the note to self is if you have a uh, urine sample for a drug test for a baseball player and you, you're too late to bring it over to FedEx, you're screwed because if you bring it home, then he'll get off. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, in, if you find yourself in that situation, obviously I think a lot of our listeners won't, but if just one does, I'm happy to help. Uh so they also meet um, the commissioner's one of his girlfriends. Um, I mean, I. It just. Was it, it Jenny? J- Jenny. Jenny. Zabatelli? I think it was. Zabatelli? Jenny. I mean, Zabatelli. I. Th- th- I don't remember the Zabatelli, but I think it was Jenny, and it was like, such a stock character of rich guy mistress. Like she's clearly in an apartment that he got her, and it just like is so generic. Like, and I finally realized he wasn't gonna leave her. It's like it took you five years. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Like that—that's definitely, and it's like the whole cop trope that they can't stay faithful. Just this show is so tropey, but somehow it doesn't make me hate it. Yeah, I think I that there's that's a the certain there's just yeah, I think that there's a certain expectation of tropiness with um, procedurals because the thing that is moving, the moving part of it, is the main characters that you're following. Like that's what you're observing everything through. So like. You're not watching the show to see so much. I mean, I think the two reasons you watch the show is because Monk, his character is very interesting and very fun to watch, and also eventually how crazy the murders will get. But I think like the other stuff, it's like I'm not so much interested in like the mistress character. I'm more interested in how Monk approaches the investigation, yada yada yada. But anyway, um, you find out yeah. that she broke off thing off things with him, and he's like still sending her gifts and stuff like that because oh wait, they find the mistress. I really need to get more organized in my notes, and that is a note yeah, for episode three. They find a letter yeah. or like a package he had sent to her that she returned mm-hmm. at yes. the at the like funeral after event. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, party. and Monk smells it and tells it's perfume, which sure he smells from the outside. And there's a great bit of Monk being like kind of coy, where Monk's like, uh, you know, Jennifer Zipatelli, uh, probably uh, you know, an ex girlfriend. And um, Sean was like, what makes you say that? And he shows the package, and it says declined on it with seven underlines. It's like, how many times have you underlined something seven times? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean. That's a great point. <laughs> There's a lot of times where Monk <laughs> says something like that. It's like, yeah, I consider that. Um, so 
as I did with the last one, um, you know, they uh, actually I'll, I'll set up the stage for it and then I'll toss it over to you to do the here's what happened. So they get, you know, when um, Monk convinces, uh, actually, wait, the order of the, I gotta cut this out because I can really mess up the order of the episode because they staged the thing after the here's what happened. Okay. Correct. Okay. Like I did last week, Andre, I'm gonna toss it over to you to uh, give us a little here's what happened. What what happened? What what? Obviously, we saw how the murder took place, but how did the commissioner engineer Dolly to be there and all that stuff? All right. So, um, essentially, what happens is you know through his years of being a police officer and uh, Stottlemyre knew who Dolly Flint was. It, she was a known character through the Bay. Yeah, area there's records. If you wanted to find a a shitty psychic who like you could p- pin something on, she was your gal. Yeah, because she had been p- pinned for previous, you know, sh- there's a reason why they had her files, period. Mm-hmm. So she had been busted previously for that. So he looked up her files, found out that she, like, had trouble sleeping, aka insomnia, so that she would be on medication. And so that's that was his ticket to essentially mm-hmm. setting up her discovery of the body, mm-hmm. which, again, is what leads to his whole insurance claim going through in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I mean, yeah. what, did, what did I miss there? Nothing really. Um, you missed that he uh, puts her in the backseat and puts on a wig and drives through stop a couple Ooh. red lights. Um, a thing I made in my notes is, like, not there's not a huge difference, but, like, the commissioner's, like, six foot three. Like, you can tell a guy, six foot three guy's hands are going to look a little different on the steering wheel. Like, I mean, yeah, just, I, definitely noticed, I, de- I definitely noticed that because they showed that picture of the yeah. red light camera earlier in the episode. Yeah. And um, I was just suspicious. Yeah. And a thing that I also forgot to mention beforehand is that before the here's what happened, the thing that gets Monk there is that Dolly, I think, too easily comes clean and is like, I have no idea what happened. I just woke up there. Um, which, once again, like, come on, you're a psychic. Like, the last thing in the world you ever submit to anyone is that you're a fraud. Like, Lance Armstrong ruined, like, 17 people's yeah, lives. Yeah, no, she gave up the ghost truth. so quick. So yeah, she's way too willing to be like, yeah, I'm not psychic, guys. It was all lies, yada, yada, yada. And so that's how he gets there. And then in a great climax, they're like, okay, how are we going to get the commissioner to admit to this? Because this is all circumstantial. Like, there's no way they can prove almost all of this. Um, so they get a warrant to search his house, and Dolly is there. And what 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 is she doing there? She's... Um... She's attempting to get in touch with um, with the girl, the missing uh, side girlfriend, Jenny. Yes, um, yeah. They I say Jenny. Sure went miss- that was her name. Yeah, Jenny went missing, and they need to. Uh, but if it isn't Jenny, if we've been wrong this whole time, I apologize. But Jenny went missing, yeah, and they need and she, to find her. She, she, yeah, and she was reaching out to her through the spirit world, and that it led her to that house in particular. So they get there, and slowly but surely, there's a, a trail leading that clearly there was some malfeasance that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they find what was the first thing they found? They found a uh, a shoe, uh, a bloodstained yeah, sandal, bloodstained shoe. Yeah, and then yeah. the fire poker had blood on it. Yeah, and then she storms out through the backyard mm-hmm. and says that she feels her coming from here. Mm-hmm. And they find an uh, an unfinished grave with her body just laying there, which, mm-hmm. all right, I'm pretty sure no one's just going to leave that there, but okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in so, fairness, in fairness, what, they're, they're not trying to convince the commissioner that he 
killed her. They're trying to convince him that someone's trying to convince them. Like, they're trying to make him think that he's being framed or whatever. So, like, it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually matter whether or not he buys it. Also, I, I, it's fine. It's, I, I get the, I think it's a necessary evil because they do need her to be visibly dead in front of him. Yes, yes. And they, essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to prove a positive with a negative. They're saying, like, there's no way that I could have killed her. Like, you know, well, cause like, they're trying to this. Yeah, because it's like, because basically they're like, well, how, like, this is ridiculous. Um, and uh, she, um, Dolly's still talking about, like, at, they got in a fight, they got angry, and that, um, I forget what the name was, but she said, D- Dolly says a name, like, Amber or something like that. And she, like, does dramatic pause, and, like, that was what she was going to name the unborn child you made her get an abortion for or whatever. Yes. Which, like, was like, oh, that's yes. a big, that's a big oh shit moment. I mean, that's like, in terms of, like, shitty things that, I mean, I, this guy's just a shitbag all through and through. I don't need to tell you. But, uh, yeah. And then she's like, how would you possibly know that? It's like, because she's psychic. It's like, no, she's not. And it's like, of course she is. She found your dead wife. And it's like, your no, she body. didn't. Yeah. I drove her there. Which yep, is so yep, unrealistic, yep. but so satisfying. <laughs> it's so satisfying. <laughs> like, that yeah, would never happen in real life. <laughs> yes. You know what? Okay, you've, you've identified a problem here. The only problem I can but see is But I love is it. That, yeah. They, I love it. No, for sure. But the second that you put anybody, like, under that microscope right there at the end of the episode, obviously, because we're getting to the end of the episode, they just sing like a canary. They mm-hmm. don't even try to obfuscate it. I'm sure there might be two-part episodes where there might be, like, yeah. some cliffhangers, got them kind yeah. of stuff. But so far, two for two. Two for two. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the police commissioner that I have the hard time with, I think in actual real life, I think if you get someone in that situation, like, I, I think, I mean, like, 95% of all cases end in pleas. Like, I think most people admit to their crimes. Like, it's, it's not that hard of a thing to do to get a confession with someone. Um... Uh, assuming they did it and, you know, are truly stressed out because you can uh, you know, try, trying to accuse him of another murder. But by the way, yeah, Jenny then gets up and she was, you know, wearing makeup to prove it looks like she was dead. and Which was like, I just love a gam- I love a good gambit. Big fan of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you listen to uh, ESPN Daily, but there was a great ESPN Daily a couple weeks ago about a um, boxing gym owner in uh, Texas who found out that his wife was trying to put out a hit on him. And so they got, like, a police informant to pose as, like, a hitman and stuff like that. And in order to convince her that he was dead so they can, like, fully get her on, like, all the charges, they staged photos just like that where, like, they put makeup on him and put him in a hole. <laughs> uh, so it does I happen. I was thinking, like, okay, but, like, is that kind of coercion allowed? Uh, define, what, kind of, what do you mean coercion? Because she made the contact to... Uh, a well, basically, she in this story, she asked a family friend who was who had previously been involved in gangs to put her in touch with someone who could kill someone, and he put he did, but it was actually a cop. Um, Wait, no, and, you're talking about the daily. No, you're talking about the oh, daily episode. No, I'm yeah. going back to the episode. Oh, like the uh, monk no, be- it is legal because they're not convicting him of that crime. Okay, fine. Right? But also, how did like what did they get the search warrant for? Like, uh, he remember he said to, he when he first comes in, he, Leland's like, "You gave me a permission to search the house," and he said, "I meant you," which like obviously is not how search warrants work. Like, if you have a search warrant, you have a search right. warrant. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So yeah, they're just basically putting on a show for him just to make him uh, admit to it, and like I think that 
I don't know if he'd get convicted because I feel like you very easily could like any uh, attorney could be like this man was under so much stress he was being accused of killing somebody he didn't kill uh, but you know um, this is just the law part of the of the show the, the, yeah the there's show no law. With the law there are, no thankfully order, there, there oh, no, is at one, order not law yes there is at one point I'll tell you in a couple seasons actually I think like season six or something like that there is finally an episode where we see where monk is we see like what might happen if one of monks like really out there things like how it goes in court and uh, you know as you might imagine because it's a that whole would episode. be awesome it just it doesn't go great as you might imagine because like monk just relies on a lot of hunches to put things together um but yeah speaking Do of you law think and he order would hold, no he no he would probably be grossed out he would probably be grossed out by anything related to the courtroom like even sitting around in those chairs I mean, you'll have to wait. I think it's Mr. Monk is on trial or something like that. I'm, I'm really good at remembering the names of episodes in like the first four or five seasons, but after that, I kind of lose it. Um, but anyway, speaking of Law and Order, there's something that I really took issue with, that when they were asking Dolly when she went to sleep, oh here she we said, go. She, you, okay, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. What? What? Did you did you have the issue, same issue I had? Uh, that they're look, playing Law and Order at three thirty in the morning. No, that's not the problem. Cause look, I, I believe that's fine, but. <laughs> She says, I know it was 3.30 because I was watching Law & Order. Law & Order has never just been on the one time. There's no way you could tell what time it is by Law & Order. Because if Law & Order is playing at 3.30, it's also it's playing at 2.30, night, and it's also playing at 4.30. Like, there's no way it, Law & Order is just playing from 3 to 4. That is, that is ludicrous. It never happened. you got to tell me which episode it is, baby. What? Wow. It, it's, but episode, that's a ludicrous baby. thing to say. Because, okay, fine. If it's on at, like, if it's on at the normal time, the normal is supposed to be on, fine. But if, I'll be honest with you, if any TV show is on at 3.30, it's also on at 2.30 and 4.30. Like, that's just the way TV works. They kind of, yeah, I don't no, know. I, I that just that. really, uh, really got my, uh, got my craw. Now, yeah. I have some notes to go through, some extra notes. Um, I assume you took notes, too. So I want you to go run down your notebook, uh, and then we can each... And then I can do mine. Just the other notes I didn't get to get to. Um, I actually took a different approach here. Um, the first episode Ooh. I did take notes. The mm-hmm. second episode I didn't because I thought it was it was more condensed, so I thought it'd be a lot easier. And uh-huh. and really like to me, I don't know. Maybe you, I'll from your observations, I'll I'll pick up on it. But nothing really stood out to me. It was kind of just yeah. like it, it was an episode. Yeah, most of my no- my notes are not about plot, which is why I lost the plot like six times. Uh, they're mostly just like jokes, like the phrenology thing or uh, the gotcha. Law and Order thing. Okay. Um, let me spoil things. Um, yeah. I spoiled my first one by saying the Rock, the Flint, and the. the I mean the that is a good is. that is a good observation. I didn't pick up on that, so great, really good job. Good, like ten monk points on that. Um, Thank you. Okay, so I think that really made me like took me out of it a little bit. Is like I understand monk doesn't know where the bathroom is in this guy's house. The house is a million dollars. Is like twenty five million dollars. There's a first floor bathroom. Like I just yes, one, I would yeah, never. You don't need to go upstairs. You don't need to go upstairs. That that's ridiculous. And it's this thing in so many movies and TV shows where like there's never been a time in my life where like I actually don't even know what I would do if I saw someone like coming out of a room that wasn't the bathroom, and they said oh, I was looking for the bathroom. Hundred times out of hundred, they're lying. Like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I Listen, this is only the only reason why you think this is because you've seen every movie and every that's TV fair. show where that's, that's fair. That's fair, but I guess that's true. Also, I've never lived in a house big enough where like 
there's only a, the most it's ever been is like two different rooms that could be the bathroom, and you can tell pretty quickly once you open the door. Um, yes. Also, I did uh, have one thing. I oh, did go, have one thing. Go. Okay, so obviously the whole time you're led to believe that this psychic is a fraud, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and she very well just could be. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. she very well probably is. Yeah. Let's just say she is. Mm-hmm. But I knew it. The second that she described, like, what Sharona's date was going to be like, or this, this, this third man that was going to be in her life, we didn't talk about that earlier. But she also yeah. mentioned that she mentioned that there was a second man who was a man but acted mm-hmm. like a child in her life. So clearly that was Monk, mm-hmm. right? And then the third person, she says, oh, but there's a future man. He's a real man. He's tall. He has a British accent. And his name is either Date. David or Daniel or something mm-hmm. like that or a letter with the letter D. Mm-hmm. I knew that for whatever reason, we, she was gonna meet some guy named that. And sure enough, yes. at the end of the episode, yeah. she meets this guy at the park. Mm-hmm. He's not that tall, by the way. He's just as tall as Tony no. Shalhoub. I mm-hmm. noticed. Um, but yeah, a British accent. I knew that somehow mm-hmm. the psychic was gonna get one thing right. Yep. I mean that's. I mean that's that's television for you. Um, that's just some of the shit that whenever you watch a show from like 2002, you're like, I gotta, you gotta take it with it. Um, yeah. An- other thing I thought that actually aged well is, and this is a bad look for Stoudemire, that because so you know how so much of the first episode was about Monk doesn't isn't on the force because he's OCD or whatever. But yeah, when Monk is going really deep in the rabbit hole, you know, convinced that it's the commissioner who killed his wife, Stoudemire says to him like, "Oh, and you wonder why you're not wearing a badge?" So like. In reality, and I think that this is borne out pretty... I mean, obviously, Monk shouldn't be on the force because OCD. That's a given. But also, like, he often isn't accepted by the police because he doesn't pr- protect the shield. He doesn't... You know, he's not... Right. And I think, like, it's, it's not... Mind. And I think, unintentionally, I think it's very poignant that they have an ostensibly good guy character, Stottlemyre, basically saying, if you want to be a cop, you have to not investigate cops right like i think that that's i I think that that's i mean i i noticed it um yeah so that uh that definitely something i noticed i thought that was you know definitely because it's not the first time that that happens where monk is monk investigates not always cops obviously but like someone who he shouldn't be you know um yes and okay a little side note here so sure. I was having a discussion the other day, you know, in, in, in t- it pertains to like the current social situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and my girlfriend who, again, I think I told in the first episode, she's from Turkey mm-hmm. and she asked me, is it true that like all cops like are like corrupt or like they have some sort of, you know, problem with telling mm-hmm. the truth. And I just told her, I'm like, listen, maybe not, but if you are a police officer, chances are like you have to be able to deal with some kind of buffoonery occurring mm-hmm. you know behind right. the scenes Correct. because like th- there's just no way that an honest person could ever successfully be like a successful cop i mean they probably maybe they can but i'm just i don't know well i mean i think that this i think that this episode actually does kind of show the soft power of the whole situation no one needs to say to monk you're don't do this it's like, you sure you want to do this? Like, you're, you're sure you sure you want to go after... That's uh, true. That's true. And like, I no one threatened him. And, but, but I think that that's the important thing, because, like, I think that it's very easy for people 
Because I think if you had to threaten people, then I think it would be a lot less rampant. Because I think that quote-unquote good people couldn't do that. Like, I think that it, if it required you to say, like, hey, I'm going to fuck you up if you investigate this guy, then, like, sure, I bet that there are a lot of people who would be too screamish to do that. But, hey, man, what are you doing? Don't, don't, watch, you better watch yourself. That's easier to do. Anyway, I think that that is something that Monk encounters a lot. And I think that that is an interesting theme in the show. Um, but, yeah, that's all my notes. Um, uh, I did have a note about how the guy who plays the murderer has really bad acne scars on his face, but that's just mean, so I'm not going to go into that. Um, so, well, you just said it. <laughs> I know I did. That's, that's, sh- sh- <laughs> um, that, that, see, that, that snuck it in. Um, anyway, so overall thoughts also, on this episode. Also... Yeah, go, go. Uh, okay, uh, overall thoughts. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's it's another good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The characters, like the main characters are like, um, they're just really easy to root for. Like mm-hmm. even, you know, like, like you mentioned in the first episode, Ted Levine is already like softened, like mm-hmm. his stance on Monk. Like, yeah, he's still kind of like... Um, he's hard on him. But he's just like... But it feels like an on, old But he doesn't like... Or... Correct. Yes, there definitely like is some warmth there behind all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a welcome change from the first episode to the second one. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, it's just maybe it could have come up with some like better way to have her have been killed. I feel like the ramp thing. It's funny and it it's is good. Funny. Yeah. It, it. But but like at the same time, the first episode like. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a, a little bit of a drop off. I think that the if methods. I were doing it, I would have made it that he like cut her brakes or something like that, and then puts like a cardboard box in the middle of the road. So then she like something like that. I think that the car accident thing is a good angle, but I think the ramp thing is so. I think too is that like this is probably possible, but like a, in order for a ramp that is heavy enough that a car driving onto it will go up it because like, obviously if it's a really light ramp the car will just kind of push it and then sure. like get right so right. is it possible for there to be a ramp that is heavy enough for a car not to push it but also light enough for one man in his 50s to drag it onto the road that was something I was kind of like I don't know if that that's also that's so also, in the weeds that is so in the weeds it might as well be the car after it goes off the road so um but, that's but also what, what, what happens if someone was in front of his wife that is a good point then I mean, I, then he killed someone else, or yeah. someone sees him pulling a ramp off the thing. And yeah, will have it seen feels. Him. Yeah, it feels a bit uh, risky, I would say. Um, but I mean, when there's that much money in the line, you, you, I guess you think you got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, yeah. so I, overall, I like this episode. I like um, how it really is about like the, the ultimate mystery that Monk needs to solve is not about the murder. It's 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 obviously he wants to solve the murder, but I think he solves the murder very quickly he wants to find out he needs to prove that dolly is a fraud but then once she comes clean to him it becomes less about that and like he, I think he kind of has a moment where it's like i need to figure out what happened like how this happened because i think he kind of is like motivated by a vendetta not a vendetta but like his own insecurities and all that beforehand and then yeah. it eventually becomes about him uh solving that for both dolly and um and him uh, so yeah. wait, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on um, possibly rating episodes? Um, I'm open to it. I would say that this episode is probably a seven point five. Um, 
but also I'm really okay. inconsistent with ratings. I'm bad at stuff like that. So uh, I'll do it, but I will tell you that like in season four, if I give something like a 7.5, I'm going to go back and be like, ah, shit, that episode's a lot worse than Mr. Malcolm the Psychic. Why did I give it a 7.5? Um, but yeah you're not gonna remember that you rated no i will but it's like it's like it's anytime i ever come up with ratings for anything depending how i feel in the moment like a 7.5 on one day is not the same as 7.5 the next day but i will try to be cognizant of it i would also rank the pilot i'd probably say the pilot is like uh 7.8 um but also, I know okay, how good getting, Monk can no, be. I'm doing, I'm doing 0.5s. I'm doing 0.5s. I'm oh, okay. not getting granular. That's fair. And then in that case, then I say that's an 8. Okay. I would go... Let's go retroactive. The first episode, I would give it an 8. And this one, I would give a 7.5. Yeah. I think that there's definitely much higher highs. There are lower lows. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think that, you know, we've got two really good episodes. And personally, I think the next episode coming up is even better. Um, but before we get to that, Andre, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Andre Barrera, A-N-D-R-E-B-A-R-R-E-R-A. And um, yeah, come join the other 212 people that follow me. Please Please do. Please do. And you can follow me at the J. Christie on Twitter. You can follow this podcast at Strictly Munkin. There's no G. Strictly Munkin. Um, Our DMs are open if you can get us Tony Shalhoub and for that reason only. Um, actually, okay. If you can get us anyone who worked on the show, they're over for that reason. But Ted like, Levine would be good too. Yes, yeah, so really any. Honestly, really anyone. We could start small. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, and please um, rate, review, subscribe to the show, and um, please join us next week when we talk about Mr. Monk meets Dale the Whale. Let's get monkey.